Life Beyond Limits podcast. I'm your host, Emma Gibson. Each week I'll be sharing a combination of interviews with incredibly inspiring people from around the world who have achieved greatness, overcome adversity and never given up, as well as solo episodes from me sharing my own journey as a leading transformation coach, helping you to release resistance around money, success and self-worth and to see the limitless potential within yourself to be, do and have anything that your heart desires. My aim for this podcast is to share incredible insights into how to create a champion mindset and live the life that you were born to live with confidence, ease and belief. So are you ready to transform your life from the inside out? Let's go. Hello and welcome back to the Life Beyond Limits podcast. This week I'm joined by Tori Gaynor, who helps women scale their business to six figures plus with ease. I've been following Tori for a while now, and I've always been really drawn to her energy and believe that she's an amazing example of just how magical being in alignment with your soul mission really is. Having gone from sweeping the floors for £800 a month to building a multi six-figure business in just her first year, to then scaling to 20 and th- between 20 and 30k months moving forward, not only is Tori running a highly successful business combining strategies and energetics, she's also expecting her first child too. Yay! Congratulations! <laughs> I'm so excited to dig deeper into Tori's journey of success and discover what motivates her to keep going and how she's turned her life around. So welcome, Tori. How are you? Thank you so much. I'm really, really good. Thank you. How are you, Emma? I'm very well. Very well. I must admit, you've been on my radar not in a stalkery way <laughs> for a while now because um because I absolutely love your your mission your energy um I love your business model to be honest um and every time I see you on your master classes or on your lives you just remind me of really what alignment is all about and you just seem very very clear on what your sole purpose is and I think that that's such a unique place to be and I'd love to dive deeper into how you managed to get there but what I'd like to do before we dive into that juicy part is to just sort of understand what life was like for Tori for you growing up um, and how you've managed to get from where you were to to where you are today. Oh thank you so much for for saying all of that and yeah I am in I'm very aligned with everything I'm doing in my business and it is at a place where I'm really happy with where things are going and the way I'm doing things and obviously things are always changing and expanding but no I'm really really loving all the things so in terms of growing up the thing that really sparked my mission is when I was growing up I just never really felt good enough in the sense yeah. that I just didn't feel like I fit in. I would always second guess everything I was saying or doing. Um, you know, like the typical insecurities that teenage girls have, but yeah. it just felt very, very strong for me. And I didn't really feel like I was part of like the main girl group at school. Like I sort of was, but I sort of wasn't at the same time. And I think I had a lot of just emotions like low emotions when I was growing up and it all stemmed from not feeling good enough not feeling accepted not feeling understood and also like not really understanding myself at the same time I was really on such a journey with my style and and all of those sorts of things like to find myself 
but it all kind of stemmed from from this place of, of being feeling really really insecure and so obviously like growing up with that and and I had counseling and therapy at school and that was really great but just I feel like when you felt that way especially as like a child slash teenager and especially as a woman that like I just couldn't ignore that like once I had moved through a lot of that I was just like determined to help other people never feel that way yeah um and that yeah like even when I was working at the hairdressers sweeping floors I still felt that way. I would still second guess everything. I still felt like people, you know, were talking about me or this or that. It was all stemming from insecurities. And so when I found my purpose, which at the time was very much fitness, it's still a massive, massive part of my life. But when I found fitness, that gave me a place where I felt number one, accepted, yeah. but number two, really strong and powerful and sexy and confident. And that really led me to feel like, oh my God, I've changed so much. I need to help others do the same. And that is sort of how that's like naturally evolved into me becoming a business mentor. Because then as I scaled that business, I then felt huge passion for, for business. But ultimately through my whole journey, the mission has always remained the same. Whether it's business, fitness, mindset, nutrition, it all comes back to that same intention of helping women feel like they are so perfect as they are and they're good enough and and everything is is possible for them you know it's always been that it's always been that at its core to, totally and you know I can 100% relate to everything you're saying and I think you know the biggest thing that we all want to feel is good enough and accepted mm-hmm. and all too often we don't and your mission is very very similar to mine um I just want to help people to feel less alone and less misunderstood because it's the the loneliest thing when mm. you just feel that no one understands you or accepts you and and you've mentioned all those key words as well was there anything that triggered you to feel that way growing up or was it just the environment that you were in um I think it was like a combination of like I wasn't really getting on with my family at home again I was like going through the typical teenage um transitions of like finding myself and being a bit of a rebel and you know doing all of those sorts of stuff and I I was just I think where there was a lot of like kind of conflict at home and and again like you said didn't feel really understood yeah it's so interesting you know because I'm so close with my family now especially my mom um I'm super close with her but when I was growing up we just you know our heads banged together (laughs) like teenage girl mum um you know and I think that really like that kind of feeling at home then led me to kind of feel that way in other places but I don't know it's I've kind of felt that way even prior to being a crazy teenager like way before that I always just felt like the odd one out and I can't really think of why or what that trigger was like so young but I always remember like when we would go away as a family with our family friends I would always feel left out I would always and I don't know maybe it was all in my head you know I think when you're when you're insecure and you you're dealing with so much internally I think we can perceive situations differently do you know what I mean like yeah 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 it's emphasized isn't it when you feel it yeah and and then you get yourself into a really victim-y place and then it all just spirals and spirals and spirals so yeah I think one of the triggers was not really getting on 
with my family at home and really that came from feeling misunderstood mm-hmm. and also like I said not really knowing myself and, and who I was and all those things and um, I think it just continued to develop I also yeah. do believe that I mean, obviously now I'm I'm pregnant and I'm carrying a baby girl. Yeah. I feel like um, I feel like as I'm learning so much about babies and I'm learning so much about the fact that you know what we say even when the baby can't even speak yet, when the baby's between being born and two years old, so much is going into their subconscious mind. So, oh, one hundred percent, yeah, yeah, which is 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 wild, and I'm learning so much about just the way you look at the baby and how that develops the mind and just crazy, amazing things like between the mum and, and the baby. And, you know, my mum and my dad were divorcing when I was two years old. So as I've done my own healing work with other healers, I think I've uncovered that maybe my mum was going through a really hard time when I was a baby. Mm. And so, you know, maybe some of that ended up, you know, kind of creating subconscious patterns and beliefs about myself you know without even anyone saying anything to me it's it's the environment we pick up on right oh 100 and it's sometimes a hard pill to swallow when you know that but it's people like well, well we all pick up on on energy and on stress yeah. um yeah. and on you know good vibes as well but without a doubt babies definitely pick up on stuff i mean they're absolute sponges once they're born but certainly when you're you're growing the baby that is their environment and so mm-hmm. if you're feeling in any way stressed or um, anxious or whatever it will in some part filter down to to baby yeah. I remember singing a, a particular song to my son the whole time I was pregnant like literally every day in the shower Aww. and um, he I called him lovebird not knowing what that really meant <laughs> by the female anatomy because it was just like the right word to use for for my baby and I used to sing this song and then when he was born and even now if I sing it to him he smiles and I'm like do you know that song he's like yeah I do and 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 like at such a young age like when uh you know when he was sort of six months old I sing it would make him smile and I'm like you know this that song it was just incredible um but yeah I mean I can't remember where we were going from that before you said about just like subconscious mind and triggers of of not feeling good enough. Yes. Yeah. Um, And, and and again, I think a lot of it it does um, it well is held in our subconscious conscious mind. And that is the creator of our reality um, and, you know, plays a massive part. And like you say, you know, as we grow up, we are a sponge and we go through loads of different experiences and then dependent on what the, future experiences are is whether it waters that seed and continues to develop into like you saying you're not feeling um uh, good enough you didn't really understand yourself or felt that you fitted in and so other experiences might water that seed and just make it like you say a lot more apparent um what did you do to lean into supporting yourself through that like, first off, when were you aware of the feelings that you were having? And then how did you navigate through that? So it was it was when I was a teenager, really, and when I was at school. And so I had I had a, a therapist at school who I loved, always had hot chocolate every Thursday. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, got out of lessons for it as well, which was a win-win. And yeah. always, always fun. And then um, I also, funnily enough, my mum met... 
my mom was at a point where she was really concerned about me and she went to this spiritual shop and my mom's actually, I don't think I've ever shared this story, but my mom is not spiritual at all, really. Right. But she went to this crystal shop near her house and she was in, she was basically like just talking to the lady behind the counter about me and what was going on. And she was really worried about me and this and that. And there was a lady standing behind her and she then actually became my life coach when I was when I was a teenager and we used to meet and, and do that every single week. And that was really, really powerful. And it really did change my life completely. And I think that's probably, it's interesting how I've ended up becoming a mentor. Yeah. Because that's exactly like I've, I've been under mentorship forever, you know, and I think I couldn't imagine any, like I couldn't imagine where I would be right now if I hadn't have had number one, counseling slash therapy um or or had that mentor when I was when I was a teenager because when you're a teenager it's it's the world is is scary it's intense everything feels so strong you know you're so savage in your thoughts and your belief you know it's so very black or white when you're a teenager so and I think yeah I honestly don't know where I would be if I didn't have or how I would feel if I didn't sort of have that and I think that's really why I believe so much in mentorship. Yeah. And I think that's why it's helped me grow my business is because I really believe in it, not just for me, not just to sell it, but to, to you know. Embody it. Yeah, absolutely. And and be a part of it. Mm, yeah. Contribute to it, you know. Totally. And like, I, I find that your energy is very nurturing and very caring. And so I can imagine, I've got this image now of obviously you having this amazing support of a life coach at really quite a young age for a life coach, because I know certainly growing up, uh, I know I'm a bit older, but growing up, it was more sort of counseling and therapists and, and life coaching only really started to, well, I would say it's only really started coming in properly in the sort of like the last 10 years of people really embracing it in a way, certainly in the UK, I think in the States, it, it's been a bit different, but yeah. I can really see that you were you were given this gift of a life coach and it's almost like you want to gift other people this opportunity because you you see you embody you are a result of the amazing things that come from that experience. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely and thank you. Yeah. It it really it wasn't a big thing at the time at all. It was very yeah. people didn't really believe in it. Do you know what I no. mean? It was like, well, are you qualified? But she was super cool and quirky and and I think she never really told me too much about her because you know that, that kind of dynamic when you've got a therapist like I'm always yeah. the one that's like tell me about you I want to know everything but they won't tell you anything yeah 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 <laughs> um but you know but but I think she also had a really hard upbringing I think she she said to me she would tell me one day maybe maybe she would tell me now but I think she went through a lot so she had so much empathy and she was very she wasn't to the books, you know, and she would always, she wouldn't be afraid to sort of tell me things that I should be doing and, and give me exercises to do and very simple things. And I think now I'm like piecing it all together. She would give me really simple things to do that had such a huge impact. And that's exactly my, you know, motto and, and ethos yeah. in my business is very much about simplicity. And I do believe that it is the most simple things that make the biggest differences. 
100%. I mean, crikey, we're always so guilty of trying to overcomplicate things. Um, it, I'm a real, like, stickler for that. I will be like, it can't be that easy. How could it be that easy? Yeah, it's the ego kind of. Oh, yeah. Super classic field day. What? That's the thing. Those are the things that really make the biggest impact. It's those simple shifts. Yeah. If you wouldn't mind just giving an insight into what some of those simple shifts looked like for you because I think the more people can start to see how things work for other people it just opens up an awareness and an opportunity to explore those avenues for for themselves yeah so I think gosh it was so long ago it's like over 10 years but she would she would get me to like weigh things up and really rationalize with thoughts and really actually see what was actually like at the core of what mm-hmm. I was feeling um and a lot of like creative work she got me like really in touch with my creativity um and yeah just really helping me to sort of stay in my power you know it was very I remember even getting some sessions when I first got into a relationship that I'm now you know with my fiance I was still dealing with so much insecurities and she just helped me to really simplify any of those like anxieties and and insecurities and and completely wipe them away with little things I remember her just saying something like your actions are your responsibility his Mm. actions are his responsibility so when I was getting anxious when he would be out and you know super you know typically insecure like cheating all that stuff I was Mm. always you know, when, when you are, when you do feel not good enough, anything will be a trigger, you know, like yeah. most special, lovely guy, but it doesn't matter. you you have your own, you know, things in your head, right? Yeah. So even things like that, just her helping me to see that actually I can't control his action. So I may as well just be at peace with that and know that that's not my responsibility. And it was little things like that, that for me anyway, really helped me to actually just see like, yeah, you know what? I'm I'm the one who can control me. He's the one who can control him. And actually, there's no point. There's no point kind of getting upset and, and distressed and worried when I can't actually control his actions. And you know what? That, that kind of transfers into the way I teach business because you know some of my clients are really struggle with if a launch isn't going to plan and people aren't buying. It's like you can't worry about someone else's actions. You can only control how you move. It's kind of the same concept. Yeah. Yeah. And that's clearly a lesson that you've then taken from from your teenage life into into your business. And I think it, it's so so important for us to learn how to see things differently because we can be so blinkered by our own rawness or pain or experiences or mistakes that we almost refuse to see things simpler or easier. And sometimes it's almost like a bit like if we see it simpler then the, our punishment for ourselves disappears. I don't know about you, but I've, I've sometimes held on to things and the only benefit I can get from it is by punishing myself. And clearly if I didn't feel worthy, then I deserve to be punished in that warped way. But I think when you start to learn how to see things differently, it just takes the pressure off. Like, you know, your actions are your responsibility. His actions is his. The same with clients. Because yeah. I think we're so we we have a tendency to 
manipulate is a harsh word and, and it's not the right word, but if you know what I mean, we almost want to in, uh, manipulate the outcomes of launches or whatever. Yeah. And we cling to it and we, we make it something that it's not linked yeah. with our stories. Yeah. And, and like you said, I think that's the number one thing that's required in every aspect is being willing to see things differently. Like when I would get on those Zoom calls with her and talk through things like that. I mean, we used to meet up in person and then she moved away. So the, this time I'm talking about like a few years ago, yeah, five years ago, that, um, you know, that I went onto that call with the intention of like, I don't want to feel this way anymore and I'm mm -hmm. not going to fight for my own insecurities. And I think we fight for our own limitations. Like people will say, yeah, but yeah, but I'm struggling with this. Yeah, but this is the reason why people won't join. Yeah, but maybe I'm not good enough. And maybe this isn't. And actually, like, instead of fighting for your own limitations and fighting for your own, you know, those things coming up, you've actually just got to be willing and open to shift. And I think I really see this, Emma, in clients that do amazingly and clients that don't. It's always the clients who, who, who send their struggles in into me, like on Voxer when we're coaching, and actually they, they tell me what's going on for them with the intention of like, I'm going to listen, I'm going to take everything you sound board and I'm going to shift my perspective. But mm -hmm. if people come into coaching unwilling to get out of their head and unwilling to get out of their story, mm -hmm. the victim story most of the time, then you're not going to receive it. No, no. Totally. You've got to be willing to shift. You have, you have. And, you know, and that takes courage um huge amounts of courage and I think especially when you're coming from a place of not feeling good enough yeah um and misunderstood how did you transfer courage into your life because from what I've seen of you you're not afraid to take risks but equally you're not afraid to show the human element of of business and that's one that's one thing I really admire about you is that you are authentic and you show all sides and I think in an industry that we're both in very few people show all sides of business I I do and and I know that you do because the reality is it's not all sweetness and light um, yeah. and I don't think people are relatable when everything's perfect all the time and so if you you know if you cock up I almost think that helps people more than saying things perfectly all the time because who's perfect? A hundred percent, a hundred percent. It's so important. That That's one of my highest values in my business is authenticity. And it's something I'm continuously wanting to deepen and more and more and more because for that reason, like you said, like when you are, like the women I help, like I want to help them feel their most powerful. And so the type of mentor they need is not the perfect mentor. I was saying this to my clients the other day, you guys don't need someone who sells out their launches. You need someone who who actually has launches that don't go to plan and still holds her power and still hits the goal because she didn't make it mean anything, you know? Like, it's yeah. not about being perfect. Um, but in terms of, like, courage for what? Like, how, how do I have the courage to, to share those things online? Well, well how, how did you have the courage to to feel everything that you were feeling and to use it in a way that's now allowed you to go on and help hundreds of people to yeah. take that experience and to put it into good use i think the thing the thing for me was was turning my pain to, into a mission 
Mm. And actually thinking, I want to make something of myself. And one of the things actually, you might have heard me say this before, if you've been like to one of these trainings where I spoke about it, I think it was the one thing training that I did. And um, I had a teacher at school. I was very close with her when I was really like going through a lot of stuff. And she turned around to me one day and she said, I want to read your book one day. And I just made this decision that like, one day I was actually going to have a book and one day I was going to have a life so amazing that it was worth writing a book about, you know, from where Mm -hmm. I was and and things like that. And I think that's always driven me. So we've got to turn our fear into that courage. And I think in terms of like how you do it, it's such a hard thing to say because my answer that comes to my mind is you just do, you just do it. You do it scared you know, I think people think that courage is people who aren't scared, but actually courage and bravery is you're fucking terrified yeah. and you anyway, you know? 100%. And, and I think you hit the nail on the head as to why you are so successful is that you do it scared because, again, I think people look up to, um, for us, like industry leaders or for people who are in the public eye, and think they've got their shit together all the time and that it's all right for them because they've got the money and they've got the success and therefore they must never doubt themselves or have a crappy day. And it's just bullshit because no one is immune to feeling scared or doubting themselves. The difference is, is how you respond to it. And you saying, you know, I just do it scared is, is just bam. Like it's just that I do it scared. Yeah, it's the difference, right? It's the difference. Success and failure is like, everyone's afraid. Just some people are walking with the fear and some people are being held back by it. That's the only difference. How do you, I mean, obviously to do it scared, how do you, because again, you speak a lot about the energy of like holding your energy. If you're in a launch um, right up until the end um, and things aren't going your way, what do you lean into or what do you surrender to in order to to keep that part of you because the natural reaction is to retract for a number of people and to almost hide what what keeps you going oh that's such a good question i love talking about this so much mm-hmm. um because it's it's something i really struggle with again like if you've ever struggled with worthiness you're going to make everything mean everything about you and yeah. feed that story of oh, i'm not worthy i'm never going to get there da, 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 da. um and so i used to feel all of those things very very heavily i'm also an emotional authority are you i know you're a manny jen aren't you I am, but I'm non-emotional. Oh, well, I'm very emotional. Um, I cry EastEnders. (laughs) Well, I'm a crier as well, which is when I read the non-emotional, I was like, really? But then when I dived into it, I'm like, oh, that does make sense. But yeah. yeah. Oh my God, I cry everything. But, um, you know, anyway, what I'm saying is like, I used to feel feel this so much. Mm. But the two things for me... There's two things. Number one is just remaining neutral. Yeah. Like whether people join my launch or not, it's neutral. It doesn't mean anything. And we attach, what happens is when we attach so much meaning to if we get it, then we're successful. And so much meaning to if we don't get it or don't sign the clients, then we're not successful. And we attach so much meaning, like people are afraid of no one signing up because then everyone else will see that no one signed up and all these like crazy things. When actually 
when you make it all neutral and you remove all the meaning, then it's actually, you just keep showing up and it's all very matter of fact. It's all either people are buying or they're not, but you keep showing up anyway, because there's no meaning or emotion attached to it. And that takes like emotional intelligence work. And I think like working with lots of mentors over the, over the years, that's what's really helped me to like deepen my own emotional intelligence. Um, and, and then the other thing is, always knowing that there's another launch there's another client there's another idea there's another day there's another week there's another month and so nothing is that precious no one launch no one thing if no one buys it's the only thing you take away from it is the fact that it's going to be a really good story I mean I've got a podcast episode on my podcast I don't know if you've listened to it but it was the one about signing um one-to-one clients and you know, I spoke about on that episode that I went four months last year without signing a client. And then I made like over 30K in a couple of weeks. It's because I continued to show up for it. And I was able to show up for it when no one was signing up because when I did get in my head, because obviously there were moments I would work through it and I would move through it and I I would bounce back and then I would be back in the game. And I didn't let myself stop showing up. Like I was committed and the energy is like, I'm committed to this offer because I love what I do and I know what I have to give is important. And so I will show up until the perfect person comes in and I'm willing to wait. And so it's this like non-attachment, non-emotional, not making it mean anything kind of neutral place that you get to that allows you to be an unstoppable force even when things aren't going your way. Does that make make sense? Oh my God, it makes so much sense. I remember listening to that episode. Um, it it's so it's so true um and so liberating when you get to that point um but it it takes a lot of I find a lot of unlearning yeah Um, oh absolutely it's all unlearning isn't it yeah yeah and that can be the hardest thing and I think that's when you see people fall off because they're Mm -hmm. like I've tried it it's just too hard so I'm just going to go back to what I know because I know how to handle it Mm -hmm. Um, and that breaks my heart because I, I don't want people to do that because then they're compromising on their happiness and, and limiting their life. Um, yeah. And ultimately, we're all limitless. But what do you do to move through the wobbles? So when things come up, when you start to sort of like doubt or question, I, for me, it's always actually looking at it and admitting how I feel. I think yeah. a lot of the time we can do the money comes to me with these money comes, like, you know, we can, we can get all in the affirmations, which I love, but we've got to actually admit how we feel so that it's not becoming a thing. And going back to what we were saying about subconscious, I, I was having a conversation with a client this morning in my mastermind about this, that like, if we don't allow ourselves to feel it and say it and, and be it consciously, Mm-hmm. you're only pushing it down more and more into your subconscious and ultimately everything you manifest comes from your subconscious anyway yeah. so if you're not allowing yourself to admit I feel like a pile of crap right now you're not allowing yourself to say that and say I feel scared I feel insecure I don't feel good enough I'm comparing myself to everyone if you don't allow yourself to sort of just make peace with it it's only going to suppress and be stronger you know and, yeah. and solidify even more so for me, it's always like admitting how you feel, saying how you feel again. That's like either voicing that to my own mentor or um, voicing it in my journal or voicing it while I'm out on a walk. I do that a lot. 
like a crazy person. Um, and then it's like, but what is the truth here? Yes. And I come back to the truth and the actual truth, which is, again, non-emotional. It's not attached. It's completely neutral. And I just see it as very matter of fact. So it's like, if you're in your head that like, say no one's joined your program yet, and um, you know, you're worrying that there's not going to be anyone and you're not good enough and what's the point in showing up and everyone can see you fat and you're going through all that spiral. When you actually just make it matter of fact, it's like, okay, people are either thinking about it or they're not. Either way, you've got to continue showing up for you. And either way, it's going to keep building your brand. How I see it is everything sells everything. So even when I continue to show up for a launch and no one necessarily buys on the last day, it's never wasted because those last few days, like me just showing up, it sells the next thing, you know, yeah. it sells the next thing. So how I see it is like, it's always building your brand. It's always building your business. And um, yeah, the things that really help me is to just admit where you're at and then, and then actually ask yourself, well, what is the truth here? And the truth is always, well, if someone else is doing it, I can do it. Yeah. You know, like you were saying, people that just give up on themselves, it's heartbreaking. Mm. It is heartbreaking because anyone, I do believe anyone can make six multi six figures online. Anyone can do it, but not everyone's willing to, like I said, journal through these things. Most people, it's too painful to, to look at the fears. But when, yeah. you, when you work on being conscious, and you can be conscious of what am I thinking? What am I feeling? What's coming up? Like, I'm always asking myself, how am I feeling? Or if I feel a little bit down, I'm like, hmm, what's triggered this? And it's either I've been scrolling for too long or I've been in the house for too long. Like, you've just got to be hyper-focused on how you're feeling and tuned in. Because when you're tuned in, then you can shift. And I think for a lot of people, they're not really aware of what's actually going on with their thoughts and they're pushing them down. So there's nothing actually to reframe because they don't really know how they actually feel in the first yeah. place. That makes sense. Oh, 100%. I mean, there's so much denial that I see. And also there is no stronger or more powerful relationship than the one that you have with yourself. Mm. Um, and yeah, we, I witness it in myself. I witness it in other people. We treat ourselves with such disrespect sometimes mm. that we just in ways that we wouldn't treat our worst enemy. And yet somehow we think that it's acceptable. And then we wonder why we have these feelings of not being good enough or of doubt in ourselves when the one person we need to rely on, which is ourselves, is actually given up on our, ourselves. Yeah. Um, and it's really tough. And I think certainly from my development point of view, it's very similar to you. It's like not being afraid to have those conversations and actually taking the time to have them. Because again, I think we're all caught up in busyness and we don't have time and yeah. and programmed to think the only way to get success and results is to do more. Yeah. Um, and so we always feel like we're running out of time. And the last thing we want to do if we're in that mindset is to stop and ask ourselves questions because that's given away valuable time when we could be doing more. Yeah. And I think one of the biggest challenges is trying to get people to see how um you the person behind the action is the one that creates the results not the one that's actually physically taken the action yeah um, and it, you what sorry it's you're the most important asset in your entire business yeah totally and yet it's still not um received 
mm. by many. Yeah, um, people are focused on the action that they think is going to get them result. In, in yeah. Instead of, like you said, taking the time to go inwards, it's, it's so important. I mean, I was only having a conversation last night with a client about this and we were talking about this and then she she sort of said you know what I think I need a holiday and I said yeah hell yeah book a holiday I'm all here for a holiday or a spa day but like that doesn't mean you can't it doesn't mean you don't journal that doesn't mean you avoid what's actually going on and and she did she sat there and moved through it and had two clients reach out to her today so it's so true but people's instant things and we all do it I don't know if you do it I do it where it's like, you know what, I just need a break. But it's like, not really. You actually need to actually look at what's actually going on here yeah. and move it so it doesn't keep coming up. Yeah, definitely. I've got a great saying that I use with my clients is that your, your fears and your blocks are the stepping stones to your success. And I think until people stop and shine a light on the blocks and what's really going on, they're always going to come up against challenges because they are your best teachers. They're like this... This is the reason why you are not hitting whatever your goal may be. Yeah. Because these blocks, these inner stories are impacting how you're showing up and the energy behind the action that you're taking. Yeah, 100%. And I think that that is so, so true because I I show up all the time. I show up pretty much every day and sell in my business and serve and post content. And it's not that there are things that don't work. It's that even when things don't work, you you don't get tripped up on the stories every time. Mm-hmm. Just you see it very neutral. But like you said, if people aren't doing the work to actually understand their stories, like, like we were saying at the beginning of this episode, I know my story was not feeling good enough. So I can tell in a split second, if I'm going there, like I just know I'm going there and then I don't go there. You know yeah. what I mean? Like yeah. I don't let myself sort of spiral into it. Whereas if people aren't even aware of like their subconscious stories and the, the things that where they come from and that sort of thing, then without that awareness, it's going to keep coming up until you heal it. Mm, definitely. Definitely. What's been the biggest lesson that you have learned that has led to the biggest transformation that might not necessarily have led to the biggest money result, but the biggest transformation for you as a person? such a good question the biggest lesson the biggest lesson really is like like we were saying is is to really keep going Mm. not let yourself like fully like you've just got to keep going and if you keep going you're gonna there's gonna be some kind of result and being willing to be in this long term I think it's been is probably the biggest thing I think people just want the fast results. Like they want to hit the 10K month this month. They want to have a sold out, sold out launch this month, but they're not okay with, with being bad before they get good. And I think that's that's the number one thing is like, I'm okay with how long it takes because I'm in this for the long run. Yeah. And I think, yeah, just, just that powerful lesson of knowing that like, no matter what thick and thin, through the good and bad, through the failed launches, through all the things... I'm going to keep going because mm. there is a mission that needs to be needs to be said. And I think when you look at all successful people, there is usually a part of their story where they wanted to quit as well. Yeah. You know? So the, and like I said previously, the only difference is they kept going. So for me, that's the number one. That's that's the bottom line. Like if someone if you said to me, what's your top tip? It's like you've just got to keep learning, keep growing, keep moving, keep 
and it doesn't mean burn yourself out but like be committed to growth in whatever way that looks like mm-hmm. and the only way you're going to fail is if you actually give up yeah yeah <laughs> it's it's that same reframe isn't it about failure is there's no such thing as failure just feedback um yeah. and the only time you fail is when you you quit and you give up and we we um hold so much on that fear of failure and yet there's so many lessons that come from that failing not even failing but that feedback of what's not working that will just propel you so much further forward than if you just sit and wait in fear and and procrastinate absolutely that's like all the times I've launched things and sold things and not sold them Mm. or things haven't worked as well that is what has actually made me a better mentor. That's what's actually deepened my own emotional intelligence and allowed me, like I said previously, to, to get to that neutral place where that's going to help me scale longer term. Mm. Because like you said, like people will get so caught up in being afraid of failure that they won't even try and launch. But if you just try and launch and you actually fail, you're going to build a resilience muscle that's going to serve you forever. Like, yeah. but most people get caught up way before they even fail by the fear of the failure. But actually, mm-hmm. when you do fail and when you do mess up and when you don't, when things don't work out, it actually brings you so much more than that because it actually teaches you so many lessons that oh, yeah. you wouldn't know otherwise. It's almost like when you go through things about anything you've been through in life you're always grateful for it afterwards because it made you who you are and it strengthened Mm. you yeah yeah without a doubt without a doubt there's so many I mean there's you know success leaves clues but there's so much good stuff that comes out of things not always working sometimes Um, and I think when you can start to reframe it like that there's nothing to fear because you're just getting knowledge and you're learning And from that, you then have new choices to make and new decisions and new pathways. Yeah. And I think the reason why people are are afraid is because they're attaching so much of their worthiness to it. Yeah. To whether they succeed or not. Yeah. Which is why I love what you say about just remaining neutral and yeah. being non-emotional, because that is a game changer. If you can get into a place of that, you are winning. Oh, yeah. So absolutely. many levels so many levels you touched very briefly on um your mission you just said it in a in um in passing then but I'd love to hear what your main mission is because um and whether you know that is the thing that keeps you going because again too often we focus on the how and not necessarily on why we're doing it why we're here in the first place um and I think when you can get clear on your mission it oozes out of you um, but it is the the thing that nurture it nurtures you to keep going and to give you that kick up the backside. Yeah, I think for me, my my biggest mission is just helping women to achieve their unrealistic dreams, like things that they think are unrealistic for themselves. It just lights me up to see them do because when I was like when I was sweeping floors, I had all these dreams of not even what I have now, like not even close. Like I just wanted to work for myself and make a few thousand a month um and obviously as you grow you 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 get bigger and bigger goals but for me it was like I just want to help people who also have that teenager inside of them who tells them that they they can't do it and they're not good enough and they've been through too much and da 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 and actually help them to achieve the unrealistic 
goals and and you know I've had so many deep conversations with clients when they have hit goals about how much it means to them and it's so special when you see someone's life actually change Mm. it's beautiful so yeah for me it's totally just helping women feel good enough and really achieve the 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 unachievable yeah yeah I love that I love that there's it you know the job that we do is a real privilege I think because you get to see a side of people that very few do and you get to witness incredible shifts and transformations I never take that for granted I just think it is just so incredible to be a part of that yeah oh a hundred percent it's been amazing chatting to you, Tori. Honestly, there's so many things that I would love to continue to ask, but I know we're on a limited time scale. <laughs> um, is there anything intuitively that you feel that you would love to just um, share before we close this episode? Yeah, I think it just, if you're going through something right now, if like the person listening is is going through a lot right now and really looking at everyone else and making that mean that they can't get there, like I just invite you to switch the perspective from they're so much better than me, I'm never going to get there and that defeated feeling to actually seeing it as proof that it's possible, like someone's yeah. actually doing it. So shift that that lens and actually see instead of making it mean that you're never going to get there, actually just make it mean every reason why you can and will. And, you know, and commit yourself to to the inner work, the outer work. Trust yourself when you're, when you're feeling called to something, trust it. Because if I, when I look back on, on my journey and how I got from sweeping floors to building a multi-six-figure business, it happened because I trusted myself. And even though I was scared, every decision I made was scary and still is scary, but it's leaning into that part of you that you trust yourself. You trust yourself to make decisions. You trust your intuition and, you know, just lean into that with every opportunity that you can, because it is guiding you to where you want to get to, even if it feels super scary or it doesn't make sense. It doesn't have to make sense. It just needs to feel right. Totally. Love that. Perfect. Um, perfect way to end what's already been an incredible episode. Uh, there are no words for me to add to that because I, I, that, that reframe with comparisons is something that I've really embodied in the last six months of them not looking at others and think and feeling less than, but looking mm-hmm. at others and seeing what's possible. Because if, if I'm available to witness it, it's showing that I can also achieve it, but my own version um so you've been amazing Tori how can people stay connected to you thank you so much so I've got my Instagram which is at Tori Gaynor coach so t-o-r-i-g-a-y-n-o-r-c-o-a-c-h and um I also have a podcast as well on iTunes and Spotify and that is the worthy and wealthy podcast and I do have a website, but that's under reconstruction at the moment. <laughs> so those are the best places to find me. It's my Instagram and my podcast. That would be amazing. Okay. I mean, I'll add all of that into the show notes. And obviously, if anyone um, feels a pull to to contact Tori and to, to enter her world and to find out a bit more, then I know, obviously, she has a baby on the way. So don't wait don't sit on the fence Um, (laughs) grab the opportunity while you can because I I know having witnessed it there's so many you have a variety of different offers that 
um, are all equally amazing for different levels. And so if anyone is listening and wants to find out more, then obviously use the links in the show notes to, to reach out. But Tori, it's been incredible. Um, you've certainly not disappointed me in any way, shape or form. I've, I've been excited and looking forward to this episode and there is so much goodness in here. So I just want to say a massive thank you for taking the time to come and join me on this episode today. Oh, Emma, thank you so much. I've so enjoyed it. I know we had to, it, we got here in the end. We got here <laughs> in the end. We did indeed. And it was oh, worth the wait. So really appreciate it. And thank you everybody for listening um, this week and look forward to seeing you next week. So bye for now. That's all for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. If you've enjoyed this show, please head over to iTunes, subscribe and leave a review. Bye for now.